This is Unrefined, the podcast where ordinary people share their extraordinary stories. Hi there, story lovers. I'm Shannon. And I'm Camille. And welcome to another episode of Unrefined. Today, we are super, super, super excited to welcome a very special guest to the show. We have Mary Gray Hannah. Mary Gray was an integral part of our girl gang growing up, and I was lucky enough to live around the corner from her, and I spent so much time at her house. We were all so sad when Mary Gray moved. It was pretty traumatic for all of us, um, and we were in middle school. But it is great to reconnect with her and have her join us today. Mary Gray, do you want to introduce yourself and just for fun, share one of your memories from growing up? Yes, absolutely. I am Mary Gray Man Hannah, and I spent my first 12 years in Clinton, and then I moved to the beach. So I really got the best of both worlds. I had an upstate South Carolina upbringing and then low country. But what I remember the most about growing up in Clinton was that it was just good, clean fun. It was riding your bikes. It was catching fireflies. It was spend the night parties with your best friends and telling secrets that were kept and Wednesday night suppers at the church and just, like I said, wholesome small town living. And we were talking about it a little bit before, you know, I just really, really appreciate the chance to get to talk to you girls because sometimes your oldest friends are your best, regardless of how long it's been since you've talked. And, you know, sometimes who you are at 41 is the same person you are at four or eight or 12. So thank you for having me. Well, you're welcome. We are we are so excited to have you. Mary Gray and Shannon were two of two were my two closest friends um for the majority of my childhood. All the pictures I have from growing up include both of them. I still have Barbie clothes that I stole from Mary Gray and then pretended they accidentally <laughs> fell into my bag. And then I would do some of my magic to get her to not focus on the fact that I still had them so that she would leave them for the next time. <laughs> Cause I'm that great a friend. <laughs> but one of the things I remember most um, about our friendship is I definitely would go to Mary Gray's house and um, I would, I always seemed to break something when I was there. Well, it felt like that. I'm sure I didn't every time, but her parents were very good entertainers. And they had like, you know, the whole like bar cocktail setup situation. In my house, we really didn't, we didn't have that. But I remember all the cool stirs that they had. They had all these different kinds of drink stirs. And one of them were palm trees. And so we were obsessed with Barbies, all of us. Like it was a problem. And we would build like a tropical oasis and use the little cocktail stirs. And I just remember breaking those and breaking cups and... I broke lots of things. Um, and when I have dreams, and I haven't told Mary Gray this or Shannon, but when I have dreams about Clinton, I dream in that house that I grew up in. I dream, whenever I dream about being at home, it's always that house, even though I haven't lived there since I was 18. But I also dream of Mary Gray's house. 
more often than any other place, which I think is so interesting. I dream of the steps. I dream of her room, which I just think is is interesting. And I don't know if those are the kind of the two places that meant the most to me when I was growing up, but I thought that was kind of an interesting tidbit. Yeah, it was a great house. And I just remember like how open it was upstairs mm-hmm. and like you had the bedrooms around the outside and how Wesley had that really cool like extra nook in her room. Yes, she had the sitting room. Yes. Yes. So cool. Yeah. Speaking of Wesley, one of my favorite memories of your house, Mary Gray, was sneaking into your sister's room and borrowing her Pretty Woman tape and Mm -hmm. watching it Mm -hmm. (laughs) on the lowdown when your parents were out for the night. And I don't know, we did all kinds of things like that all the time. (laughs) I remember sitting so close to the TV so we could like hit pause on the VCR just in case they walked in. I don't know why I don't, we didn't have a remote or what, but I guess we figured it was like better to sit close enough so we could just completely turn it off or eject it. Yes. I remember that. Do you, very Mary well. Great. Do you remember, and this just came to me, I, we were also stealing away in your sister's room and we would watch up all night on USA. Yes. USA. Up. All, all night. night with all night. <laughs> yes. And there was there was one show that I still think about called Eating Raul. Oh. And it gosh. was about a, it was like soft core, you know, like yes. Cine, Cinemax. Yes. And they ended up yes. eating the guy at the end, Raul. But yes. I'll never forget that. And I think we were also in Wesley's room. Wesley's oh, man. Cool white TV. She had yes. a white little cube TV. It was so, it was really cool. She it was badass is what yeah. it was. Yeah. It was really cool. Well, I remember Tracy, your older sister had a waterbed. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hard yes, she to did. compete. Cannot top the waterbed. I mean, can't top, <laughs> you can't top a Def Leppard t-shirt, a Chippendales <laughs> calendar, and a waterbed. <laughs> Like the most 80s thing I've ever heard. It's the best thing. Um, she taught me what being gay meant by using the Chippendales calendar. She said, okay, it's like when May and June <laughs> like each other. And I was like, yeah, all right. Okay. That sounds, sounds like two good months. You know, she's not oh. too far off. That's not, not a unrealistic description. (laughs) No, I mean, she did her best. Well, believe it or not, today's episode is not actually about our childhood memories. In fact, on this beautiful spring day, we are talking about wedding mishaps. Mary Gray reached out last week with a great story on this topic, so we're going to let her kick off wedding season for us. Might I just say that um, I have been a bridesmaid 10 times, 10 oh. times. Wow. And um, yes. And I will preface the story with that. This was one of the first times that I was a bridesmaid and a dear friend of mine and another good friend of mine from high school were getting married. And <laughs> as bridesmaids are asked to do, you order a dress and you're supposed to have your measurements taken and give them to the boutique so they can special order your bridesmaid's dress. 
So I took my own measurements, called up the bridal boutique, and they told me the size that I needed to order according to my measurements. And I told them, absolutely not. That is not the size that I wear. I have always been this size. I will always be this size. And that's the size that you're going to order for me because that just doesn't make any sense that you would order a size larger. So the boutique clerk was probably all too happy to order the size that I requested, knowing that this dress was going to be entirely too small. Now, Mary Gray, was this was, was this a typical like cliche of a wedding dress that you and would never wear again? Was it? No, well, you know, it was a pretty good looking wedding dress, actually, our bridesmaid's dress. It was salmon color, but it was strapless and just below the knee very fitted with a sash on the waist it was it was it was it was actually really tasteful and a really pretty dress so when mine arrived I was all too excited to try it on because I just knew that it was going to zip right up because I got the right size and sure enough this dress would not even go over my hips it was tiny which the clerk knew that was my fault luckily another bridesmaid had listened to the advice of the (laughs) boutique and gotten the right size, which actually wound up being a little too large for her. So we switched and the new dress just barely zipped up, but we were getting really close to the wedding and that was just going to have to do. So it was fine. I just wasn't going to eat a whole lot before the wedding. No big deal. So the wedding weekend rolls around and it was actually happening in my um, hometown at the beach. I was getting ready at my parents' house and my parents actually, they're big travelers and they were out of town that weekend. So it was just me. And I was in my old bedroom at home, putting my dress on, getting ready. And I just thought to myself, you know, this dress would fit so much better if I could just kind of like flatten everything out, like Judy Garland and the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) If I just had like an an ace bandage to wrap around myself, this dress would just zip right up. No problem. So I searched the house and of course, no mom to ask where anything was because she was gone. Couldn't find an ace bandage. But then I thought, what is the next best thing to an ace bandage? And this was before Spanx. This is this was years ago. Saran wrap. Saran wrap works just as well as an ace bandage. Bingo. So I went into the kitchen, found the saran wrap, no problem. Wrapped oh my myself up, slipped the dress on, and out the door I went. So so now you're like, it fits like a glove. Now you're good. Like a Zipped glove. Zipped right up. Like a glove. Like Zipped a right glove. up. In fact, I wasn't really sure if I was going to be able to actually get the dress zipped with no help, but with the saran wrap, no problem. Zipped it right up. It should be said that this weekend was like a record setter as far as high temperatures go. It was June in coastal South Carolina, and it was 105 degrees if it was 90. So the wedding was taking place at a... Well, and Mary, Mary Gray, we have... For those people that don't live, because you and I both live in coastal towns, it, yes. it is not just hot. It is like a bathtub. It is yes, so steamy humid. and yes. so yes. humid. 
Yes. That you're like sweating bright when you walk out. And y'all, y'all can tell that Mary Gray is a true Southern woman because of the phrase that she said, it was 105 if it was 90. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. Yes. So I walked out the door in my saran wrap and went down the street to an oceanfront hotel just down the street from my parents' home. And wrapped up in saran wrap is very similar to jogging in a trash bag. So by the time I got to the hotel, which, you know, if you want to lose some weight, it's great. If you want to be in a wedding, not so much. So a little background information about the bride and groom. They were good friends from high school. We had mutual friends on either side and the wedding party was there for that to party. So when I got to the hotel, things were already happening. There were some shots taken before the wedding. I mean, everybody was just really excited to see each other, happy for the occasion and, you know, just partaking. That said, everybody tightened up. And when it was time for the ceremony, everybody lined up and we were ready to go, which is what we did. And all the bridesmaids and groomsmen had, you know, we were paired off and we all walked down the aisle and got to our particular spots. And as we were standing up there, as the ceremony began, I just started getting hotter and hotter, (laughs) like really hot. (laughs) As the preacher asked us to bow our heads, I started seeing spots and my hearing started getting bad. Luckily, my <laughs> groomsman partner was an old friend from high school and his wife was also in the wedding. And I, and I turned around and I said, could you unzip my dress? And he was like, what? And I said, I, I need you to unzip my dress. And he and was this like, is during this the is during the ceremony. This is during like a prayer. Oh, he can tell that I'm in dress. So he yanks the zipper down, jerks it down, breaking it in the process, which I think this is going to be a huge release because he's just unzipped the zipper. But this does nothing because it's not the dress at this point. It's the saran wrap. (laughs) So the caveir continues. The tunnel vision continues. And I make the executive decision that instead of passing out in front of God and everybody, I am going to take off down the aisle so not to ruin the whole wedding. Luckily, I'm a tall girl and the tall girl was on the end. So I was able to leave without too much disruption. The wedding planner saw me go out. And at this point, I was kind of starting to panic because nothing was getting better. And I was getting hotter and more fainty. And she followed me into the hall. And I was just like, get it off of me, get it off of me, get it off of me. And she ripped the saran wrap (laughs) off of my sweaty body. And stuck me in the room where we had all been like getting ready and taking shots before the wedding. So I start to calm down and have a glass of water and sit down. And a few minutes pass. This is not a long ceremony. When all of a sudden the bride and groom burst into the room, so happy. It's their first moments of husband and wife and kissing and hugging. And then they scan the room and look over at me. red-faced in the corner, just like crying. And all I could say is, I'm so sorry I ruined your wedding. And they were very cool and it wound up being fine. But it was the hottest I've ever been in my life. And a cautionary tale that if you think that you can actually um, wrap yourself up in saran wrap to fit into clothes, you can't ever. 
don't do it. This is a health warning, okay? <laughs> it's a PSA. It, yes, this is no. a PSA. Please, guys, don't do, do not it. use saran don't wrap. No, and also listen, listen. The 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 gals and, and guys that work in the bridal boutiques, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're not trying to knock there you down you a couple notches. <laughs> they just want you to get the right size dress for the ceremony. That's all there is to it. I would have loved to see you in there being like, um, no, I'm sorry. That is not the correct size. No, ma'am, we have your measurements and this is what it equates to. Mm. I was like, this is the size that I wear. I've always worn this size. I am not ordering that size. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. Wow. Pride cometh before the saran wrap, Mary Gray. So that's my wedding story. It's a, it's, it's a saran wrap mishap. That's all there is to it. That's what happened. I was so glad that, that you made it free because I was worried that your like knees were, you were like locked your knees and you were going to faint with the dress down. I mean, the whole thing was just, hallelujah. it was a perfect storm. How did you make it through the rest of the night if the zipper was broken? Did you get some like safety pins or something? That that's a good question. Actually, no. I actually went to the um, reception uh, with the dress just ripped, and just I remember the bride's grandmother, who was a very fine Southern woman from Florence, South Carolina coming up to me and trying to close the back of my dress. And I just, I said, I'm, I'm so sorry. I said, my, my dress is broken. And she said, well, cover up then. <laughs> Y'all, it was so hot. It was like, the, like the rules didn't apply how hot it was at this reception. It was, like I said, it was a scorcher. It was a scorcher. Hey, what are you drinking tonight? I've got a tasty budget red that I picked up at my favorite little grocery store. How about you? Yeah, I'm drinking something similar. Can I read you something that's a little provocative? Yeah, bring it. Opulent, big, bold, and a candidate to stand proudly alongside Napa's finest cold wines. Iridium shows dark, rich chocolate. Caramel, toffee, and blackberries laced with oak spice. White pepper and black cherry. Firm, well-integrated tannins and a solid acid backbone give way to a richly decadent mouthfeel with lingering notes of mocha, cassis, and classic Cabernet notes of graphite. This is a family company, and we can't use all the silky, sexy, libidinous words that come to mind drinking this, but rest assured, it is a rich, round, plush, hedonistic powerhouse that you might imagine, oh yes, tons of dark fruit, mocha, lavishly spiced and hyper-luxurious Cabernet, and a very modern style. Oh, last bottle of wine porn. I wonder how you get the job writing those wine descriptions. I don't know how you get that job, but sign me up. This was today's last bottle of wine. Iridium 2016, a sterling cab. It retails for $175, but last bottle was selling it for $95. Still way outside my wine budget, but that's a huge discount. Yeah, that is a huge discount, and I'm sure I know some people who could swing it and maybe invite me over to help them drink it. Ooh, I love that idea. You know, if our audience uses the last bottle link in the show notes to set up an account, they get a $10 credit. Oh, I'm aware. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know we get a credit too when they make their first purchase. It would be really nice to up my wine game a bit. Agreed. All right, listeners, check the show notes for the last bottle link and get to work upping your wine game and ours. So there are times when we are um, in the wedding watching the mayhem happen from from inside the looking glass. But Shannon, you have a story about not being in the wedding, but seeing it from the outside. What what do you have to share with us? Yes, I definitely have a story about a wedding I went to and a particular incident that happened at that wedding. But before we get into the story, can we all agree that while we all grew up in the South, I was not terribly Southern in the sense that my family wasn't really involved in a lot of the more traditional Southern social practices. You guys remember that, right? No, I think that, yeah, that's absolutely accurate. No, your parents were academics. Yeah, it was academic. different. Yeah. Keeping that in mind, my story is about a mishap that occurred at the wedding of one of South Carolina's most prominent political families. Ooh, la la. So. Uh, please tell me this is Strong Thurman's second wife. It is Strong Thurman. <laughs> no way! Is it really? Well, it is his family. I ended up... No at, way! Yeah. I ended up at Strom Thurmond's youngest son's wedding. Ooh. He was marrying one of my graduate school classmates. So somehow I snagged an invite with a few of our other classmates. And I tell you this not because I'm impressed by political prominence. In fact, I think Strom Thurmond was a racist, dirty old man. He was. Oh, absolutely. It's not really about him, but I tell you this because the crowd at this wedding included some true Southern gentility. Mm -hmm. um, sure. They got married at, at the chapel at the Citadel, and I went with those uh -huh. two other friends from graduate school, and I'd be willing to bet we had some cocktails before we went, but... You know, my memory's a little foggy on that part. It was a lovely wedding. The bride was beautiful. And after the wedding, we were all going to the aquarium for the reception. And as you exit this church through the front doors, there's like eight stone steps down to the street. And the steps are wide that, and they span like the width of the building. So the handrails are far apart. So I was going straight down the middle. Oh no. And I did not have access to the handrails and I made it maybe two steps before I tripped <laughs> and I bit it. Oh. I mean, I fell. Shannon. Oh no. Oh, no. I fell Shannon. all the way down those steps oh. and landed on the sidewalk. <gasps> Shannon, um, in front of all the Dixiecrats. Dixie <laughs> yeah, they were all there, I'm sure. But I have no idea where my dress was or what the show was like for the crowd behind me. Oh, no. But when I hit the sidewalk, there were no fewer than like eight true gentlemen saying, Ma'am, ma'am, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. And they all came rushing over to help me up and... They were so polite. <laughs> I, you know, it's maybe the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. And they were so kind. And my friends pretended like they didn't know me and started oh, walking to nice. the car without me. And somehow I managed to fall pretty well. And the only things destroyed were my stockings. And your pride. And my pride. Definitely my pride. That's what I was going to say. Shannon. Yes. Were these 
women that you were with from graduate school were they Yankees? No, it was a woman and a guy and a man. And they left you. They left you there. Well, yeah. I think mostly my friends were in shock and they did not respond like the gentleman, but that was okay. I had plenty of people trying to help me out. But I rallied and I ditched my stockings in the car and I made it to the reception without any further mishaps. But yeah, that's that's my story of attending a, a very fine Southern wedding and, and providing the comic relief. Leave, I guess. Well, were there were they coming up to you? Did people come up to you at the reception and say, "Oh, my poor girl, you're the one who fell down the steps leaving the church." <laughs> that <laughs> definitely happened. Uh, honey, are you okay? After you, you took quite a spill. <laughs> That's when you definitely hear a bless your heart for sure. Are you guys ready for some confessions? Sure. Bring it. I am. I'm always ready. You go, Shannon. You go. This one's pretty it's pretty intense. I hope you guys are ready for it. <laughs> I I chill my red wine. Mm. Now, in my defense, wow. many red wines are not meant to be served at room temperature. Shannon, a lot of them are to be chilled. But they're not meant to be served at refrigerator temperature either. You're such a naughty bitch. I'm very scandalized <laughs> by that confession. I know. Confession. <laughs> Shannon, do you remember how we were talking about how you were tired of being the nice girl? Damn it. Did I do it again? <laughs> that might be just your part to play. <laughs> yep. Well, I have, I mean, I have a wine related confession, but this is just kind of like, just speaks to who I am as a person, which is that I just, I enjoy a box of wine. I do. I'm sorry. And my personal favorite right now is the Boda box, which is delicious. And I, I enjoy the Pinot Grigio variety. And it stays in my fridge nice and cold all week. And I could just pour what I want. Nice and fresh, delicious box of wine. Boda box. Nice and fresh box of wine. Yep. Delicious. I'm trying to get us more or a sponsor. So my my confession is not about wine. Um, it's uh, My confession is that high school um, girls still make me insecure, even though I am a 40-year-old woman. If I walk into my classroom or if I see some girls when I'm walking through the halls and I look, see them look at me and then turn and whisper, part of me inside cries a little bit. And then I pretend to be cool around them, which even makes it worse. I hear you. I, ha- I try to be cool in front of my kids' friends. And that's <laughs> very cringy. <laughs> very cringy. I see myself, I hear myself, and it's yep. the worst. You're the cool mom. Which I've learned if you have to say it, you're not. It's not. That's right. But yeah, I uh, I still worry about what high school girls think about me. Oh, God. Shannon, do we have... 
a listener review? We do. This week, we're going to wrap up with a listener review. Sean B., we all know who this is from back in the day. He gave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It wrote, awesome, from someone who lived the middle school years with you. Great stories. I cannot wait to hear more. Thank you so much, Sean. We really appreciate your support. And behind every good man we know is a better woman. So thank you as well, Miss Carter. <laughs> uh, not Beyonce. I don't want every. Yes, Beyonce listens to us. <laughs> if we could get Beyonce on our side, this would be game over. Oh my gosh. Queen B. Well, the number one thing you can do to support us is to go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, you can also leave us a review. So that's it for today's show. We want to thank Mary Gray Man Hannah for coming and joining us, one of the most wonderful people that we have in our lives um, from long ago and hopefully more um, now. Yes, thank you for having me. Of course. That's it for today's show. Until next time, keep those stories coming. 